Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. <laughs> I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to Progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast. Kunal, we've had an amazing time at the British Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. What superstars? They were just so good. Actually, I'm going to correct you. Lewis Hamilton was in maybe a rock star mode, you know. <laughs> he went crowd surfing. I haven't seen any Formula 1 driver do that up until now. <laughs> I'm being surrounded by so many fans. Lewis Hamilton was on home turf. How could he not win? I mean, there was no way that he could lose this race. And after all, Lewis winning in Britain is good for the sport. And let me remind you, Formula 1 is a British sport after all. <laughs> <laughs> Though that does not explain Max Verstappen. He is Dutch, of course. Verstappen pulled off a brilliant drive. And what a gutsy move to get past Nico Rosberg into P2. You know, that move would have single-handedly earned him so many British fans. <laughs> who are obviously just glad to see Nico Rosberg overtaken. <laughs> But I can tell you what probably earned him more British fans. Him clinching P2 on the podium. That means that Rosberg is just a single point ahead in the Drivers' Championship. Oh, it's getting very, very close. And Max Verstappen, he won the Driver of the Day award again. And it's like, you know, it's becoming a habit for him. I think this was his third Driver of the Fourth Day. Fourth Driver of the Day. Okay, you are better with the maths. And uh, I can't believe that... When Lewis Hamilton won at home, you know, his barmy army would have voted Lewis as the driver of the day. <laughs> Which means that Verstappen and his fans beat Lewis and his fans to winning the driver of the day award. Did you vote for driver of the day? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not vote for the driver of the day. I mean, yes, we should support Formula One in their social media expansion, so to say. But this to me is too frivolous. But anyway... Well, thanks to the mixed weather conditions, Red Bull Racing could actually challenge Mercedes and Silverstone. I mean, I don't know if we will have a genuine fight on our hands as the season progresses, but I'd love to have mixed weather races. I mean, Bernie's sprinklers idea could well make Formula One exciting. <laughs> well, if I had to pick two drivers who I think are absolutely on top of their game, it has to be Lewis and Verstappen. They've just been amazing on track, especially in the last few races. Verstappen and Hamilton, a Formula One dream team. Kunal, do you think any constructor can pull that off? <laughs> Imagine the number of fans they will earn, the merchandise they can sell. <laughs> I think for that to happen, Hamilton should not leave Formula One for the world of Hollywood and music. And Mercedes should be able to buy out Verstappen's Red Bull Racing contract. And, and why not? I mean, to think of it, Verstappen and Hamilton could have actually been Mercedes drivers had Verstappen chosen the Mercedes driver contract rather than the Red Bulls a couple of years ago. 
you know, but things could have turned a lot differently. And we all know that Formula One is not about ifs and buts. Back to the British Grand Prix before you get carried away. <laughs> the funniest, funniest incident was when Lewis Hamilton nearly collided with another Mercedes, which was the safety car in this case. <laughs> this is absolute proof that Hamilton is more susceptible to crash into another Mercedes when it is leading a race. <laughs> well, I definitely think that this would have been the most amusing Mercedes on Mercedes clash yet. <laughs> and let's not forget, Bernie also said that Mercedes is more popular when they crash. You know, maybe this was their ploy to win that driver of the day award, finally. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair to Hamilton... The safety car was driving really, really slow. And honestly, it was getting a little frustrating to watch. The safety car was out there for nearly five laps, which meant that 10% of the overall race distance at the British Grand Prix was run under safety car conditions. I think that was a little too much. Too much. I second you on that. And my spies at the FIA, you know, they tell me that they've been getting a lot of inquiries for job openings to drive that damn safety car. And and probably to think of it, it's a dream job. So you get to lead Grand Prix. It doesn't really matter if you go slow, you still get to lead them. And the best of it, it's a Mercedes seat. (laughs) And let's not forget, you get to drive even fewer laps per race than Fernando Alonso. (laughs) Kunal, you applied, didn't you, to drive the safety car? (laughs) Admit it to our fans. Well, I did. And they asked me, are you a Ferrari fan or not? And I said, yes. So I guess I busted my own chances. But, But on a very serious note, the start behind the safety car was disastrous. Okay. Firstly, I think it robbed us of an exciting Rosberg versus Hamilton fight off the starting line. And after losing P1 in qualifying, Nico Rosberg had made it very clear that Lewis is weaker off the start and I'm going to go get him. So thank you, safety car and the FIA for robbing us of that. That's actually the only chance Rosberg would have had. Oh, yes. And the second is, I really wonder if... Racing on a wet circuit is a thing of the past. I mean, the the FIA, by prolonging the safety car period, ensured that the track was dry enough for the world's most talented drivers to go racing on. I mean, it was an absolute sham and a shame. And I say this after Formula One delivered their best advertisement in Austria just last weekend. Nico Rosberg had a shameful race himself. Maybe shameful is a little stronger word, but you know. Yes, thank you very much. (laughs) He just couldn't keep pace. The mixed weather conditions completely seemed to have caught him off guard. And the early laps of the race for him were really bad. After Monaco and now Silverstone. Maybe this is Rosberg's Achilles heel as they call it. Okay. Or maybe like our star listener Lucien pointed out, you know, each time Mercedes publicly lashes out at Rosberg, his confidence and pace take a beating. That is a great point. And I must say that the penalty for being advised to not use seventh gear was a very, very strange one. Okay. Firstly, it's not allowed as per the radio ban. Okay. Let's remember Mercedes actually went tactical at that moment. They thought to themselves... Should we lose 18 points altogether by following the radio ban? Or should we break the radio ban, take an unknown penalty, because nobody knows what the penalty was going to be, and risk losing lesser points? Also, Mercedes has appealed 
FIA's 10-second penalty to Rosberg. Which means that there could be two outcomes. First, that there will be finally an upliftment of the radio ban, which is probably the more popular decision that people would want. But just because it is popular, the FIA will not choose it. We know that from the past. Or second, there will be a stronger enforcement of that stupid radio ban. But it's quite strange because Nico Rosberg seems to be making a habit of visiting the stewards. You know, maybe just paying them his respects every once in a while. (laughs) This is his third visit in eight days. First in Austria, second in Silverstone and third in Silverstone. Now, I am sure there are some disgruntled Lewis Hamilton fans out there who are going to say that the stewards are being partial to Nico Rosberg by summoning only him ever so often. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this this radio ban penalty of just 10 seconds, which Christian Horner says is very lenient, has now already set a precedent for the season to come. I so bet that there will be teams who will realize that a banned radio message is worth much more than the 10-odd seconds of penalty one may incur. I'm waiting to see who's the next team that breaks this rule first. (laughs) Did someone say Max Verstappen? (laughs) (laughs) But let's also remember, so Mercedes chose not to break this rule for Lewis Hamilton in Baku. Okay, but they broke this very rule for Nico Rosberg. I wonder if this is why the British fans booed Nico Rosberg. Maybe they thought that Lewis Hamilton would figure out the settings himself. But they weren't quite sure that Nico Rosberg would be able to, you know. So, <laughs> But speaking of the booing, the British fans got their revenge and how. Rosberg was endlessly and relentlessly booed on the podium. and I We predicted say, this. We predicted this last episode. I am not happy episode. to be right. It was so sad. It just reeks of really bad sportsmanship. Maybe Rosberg will get his revenge. When his fans get back at Lewis by booing Lewis at the German Grand Prix, his home Grand Prix. <laughs> That's if Lewis doesn't go ahead and win it anyway. <laughs> That's if Rosberg yet has fans by the time the German Grand Prix gets here. Or maybe that'll only happen at the Finnish Grand Prix. <laughs> so here's a funny one that I read on Twitter from Andy Franktik M. I don't know who he is. That's but a he, cool name. Yeah, he put a brilliant tweet, tweet out there. So... He said that 52% of the crowd at the British Grand Prix booed Nico Rosberg. But some regretted it afterwards and then googled, who is Nico Rosberg? (laughs) (laughs) Followed by, what does booing Nico Rosberg mean? (laughs) Well, if it makes Nico Rosberg feel any better, he is in illustrious company this weekend when it comes to being booed at sporting events. Because British Prime Minister David Cameron was also booed at the Wimbledon final. Isn't he already the former British Prime Minister? (laughs) Okay, politics aside. I I think I also read somewhere that Alton Senna got booed a lot of times or probably every time he stepped out at Silverstone as well. Although I don't mean comparison to Rosberg. I mean, oh shit, probably this stat will get Lewis pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) And all his fans, let's be careful. (laughs) But I do feel for Rosberg, like I said, from a 43-point lead not too long ago. And I I think it was probably three races back. He's now down to a single point. I mean, he must really be wondering, what do I need to do to finally beat Lewis Hamilton to a world championship? I'm sure he has absolutely no idea. And that's why we're going to send him all our good wishes because we want to see a fight this season. And we should also thank Mercedes on that very note 
for letting their drivers race. Thank you, Mercedes. Yes. Woo! <laughs> so we had a big, big breach of the bro code this weekend, and the culprit was Nikki Lauda. So Nikki Lauda claimed that Lewis Hamilton trashed his room in Baku after Hamilton's awful qualifying performance. Well, he also retracted that very statement. <laughs> Nikki Lauda is doing all those stereotypical things that people do after ending a relationship or you know in this case a bromance. <laughs> <laughs> so he's had a rebound, Nico Rosberg, ice cream, let's not forget. <laughs> and now he's trash talking his ex or rather talking about trashing in terms of his ex. <laughs> so Lauda even supposedly called Lewis a liar. And of course he retracted that too but it's just so strange. In all of this let me remind you that the one man who's not moving anytime soon is Mithila's favorite Kimi Raikkonen. Thank God. <laughs> Kimi Raikkonen resigned with Ferrari instead of resigning from Ferrari. Let's remember that. Okay. Clever workplace Kunal. <laughs> we don't know if it's a one year extension or maybe more but let's remember Arriva Ben played it very very cleverly. He ensured he said that it was Sergio Marchionne who extended Kimi Raikkonen's contract and not himself. <laughs> Which means that if Kimi doesn't perform, he knows he can blame his boss. <laughs> Smart man. We should learn a trick or two from him. <laughs> Kimi also said something very typically Kimi. He said that he's really happy to have disappointed some people by signing the new contract. <laughs> He surely didn't disappoint you. <laughs> he would have disappointed Vettel too because Kimi has now overtaken Vettel in the World Drivers Championship. Oh wow. Unexpectedly, but he's awesome like that. <laughs> <laughs> but why have Ferrari retained Kimi Raikkonen? Were they right in re-signing Kimi Raikkonen? In my view and absolutely my view, they should have let go of him and signed on a younger and possibly quicker driver. Okay. Kimi Raikkonen 2.0, the guy who's come back to Lotus and 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 you know and now Ferrari has only been a shade of his former world champion self. Okay. Of course Ferrari wouldn't have had better options because like we keep saying they've been locked in by Red Bull as well. So they probably thought that let's just retain our slow and stable team rather than trying to make it a little unstable and fast. So that's my little view on you know why they re-signed Kimi Raikkonen. But since they probably signed him only for a year it's not it's not public yet i wonder what their options are and i can tell you there'll be plenty and there's probably daniel ricciardo there's my favorite carlos sainz junior max verstappen there's probably fernando alonso there's there's even lewis hamilton i mean my head is going all over the place trying to think <laughs> of the possibilities and next year's silly season is going to be sillier than ever before and i can't wait Raikkonen's extension also means that post every race in 2017, you know the two of us were going to land up speculating about his replacement and retirement plans and all of that. <laughs> Talking of retirement plans, Jensen Button gave the strongest indication yet that he won't be driving for McLaren Honda next season. He said that if he's racing in 2017, it will be in a competitive car. and we all know that's definitely not going to be mclaren <laughs> ouch and ouch <laughs> slightly below the belt but the not so surprising part here is that jensen button is willing to take a pay cut and felipe massa too i mean either the 2017 cars are going to be too much fun 
or these two gentlemen haven't figured out their retirement plans yet. They've clearly not been listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull Racing things have been changing clearly as we predicted ever since Max Verstappen has moved in. We had predicted that Ricciardo would be the next Mark Webber and we're already seeing such glaring signs. The Red Bull Racing team is already rallying behind Verstappen and hey, I can see why that guy is a superstar. And though Ricciardo insists that their rivalry will push the team to new heights. That, to me, also sounds like a typical Mark Webber. <laughs> I'm sure Ricciardo is not <laughs> pleased. I mean, I love Daniel Ricciardo and I know that you are dying to go to the other news section that, you know, you really love hosting. But it is really worth noting at this moment that Carlos Sainz Jr., driver who you aren't really too fond of, is ahead of Danny Kivat in the World Drivers' Championship. And this is despite not having driven a Red Bull racing this year or having finished on the podium. Maybe Ferrari should and will sign him in 2018. <laughs> wishful, wishful thinking. <laughs> I think we do not have a more demotivated driver than Danny Kivat on the grid. Yes. So we should not even consider that. <laughs> but yes, lots of other fun, awesome, interesting things happening in the world of Formula 1. What she means is funny news from the world of Formula 1. <laughs> so here's why we think that Formula 1 is greater than tennis. At the Wimbledon... Players threatened to urinate on court since they had very limited pee breaks. Do you have any idea what Formula 1 drivers might be going through? (laughs) Remember, they carry a water bottle to drink. They don't have a dispenser in the car though. Honda has admitted that no Formula 1 team wants to be its second partner. A long time admitting, but I wonder why no one <laughs> wants to partner with them. <laughs> Honda also say that they will be working through the August shutdown. And they did it last year too, let's not forget. But clearly not showing any results, so pretty brave of them to try again. Actually also very brave of them to publicly declare this. I really wonder if they are allowed to do so. But anyway... McLaren and NTT have announced a partnership. That's another Japanese company wanting to partner the former world champion. And I wonder if this means that McLaren's cloud and networking and other data services will also go for a toss now. (laughs) One more excuse to not performing. (laughs) Just sounds like a whole host of marketing talk in the (laughs) air, you know. (laughs) Well, so long as air communication networks allow us to tune in to Fernando Alonso's radio chatter Whenever we want. I don't care who they tie up with. (laughs) I was going to say exactly that. (laughs) Ferrari is still eyeing the World Constructors Championship. (laughs) I cannot believe them. (laughs) They've also signed a new association with Ray-Ban. So that they can hide all their tears, you know, when they don't actually win that championship. (laughs) And clearly they'll be heartbroken because they didn't see it coming. (laughs) And last but not the least, Formula 1 legend, Pastor Maldonado, has been bitching about his former team, Renault. He says that he's very, very lucky to not be with the team this season, given their dismal performances. Soon he'll be bitching about Formula 1. That's when he goes and pays for his seat in either the World Endurance Championship or Formula E. Or maybe he'd go off to IndyCar. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. The last few episodes have been hilarious. 
We've loved your comments. So modest, Kunal, I must say. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm reacting from what our fans and listeners have <laughs> left back as comments. But thank you very much and tune in to us next week before we get to Hungary. Pros bring something extra to every job. Now at the Home Depot, they also get something extra. Pro Extra, our free loyalty program built for pros just like you. Members earn perks with every dollar spent, like Pro Extra dollars, a tool rental credit, and more. New members get $20 off their next in-store purchase of $200 or more just for signing up. Learn more at homedepot.com slash pro extra. New year, more rewards, Pro Extra, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.